Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of The Witching Hour. I'm your host, John Royceland. Welcome to the Thanksgiving holiday special. With me tonight, very, very special guest. I have been bothering the shit out of this young gentleman for some time now. Um, with me tonight, <laughs> American filmmaker, writer, director, let's not forget, actor and sculptor, Mr. Adam Marcus. Adam, welcome to the Witching Hour, sir. Thank you for having me, John. That is a that was a hilarious introduction. I loved it. <laughs> How are you, my friend? I'm wonderful, brother. I'm wonderful. How are you doing? Doing all right, man. Uh, surviving, getting ready for what apparently looks to be round two of uh, yeah of 2020 and COVID 19 yeah. is yep. uh, apparently back on the rise again. So uh, yeah, sure is. Sure is. Oh my god! Now you are out. You are California, correct? I am. I'm in LA. I'm I'm in uh, El Segundo, which is right along the coastline. How is it? You know, you, you see pictures, TV, whatever. You think LA. You think hundreds of people walking all over the place. You know, tourist uh, USA. Um, what is it like now with COVID and and so forth? What is the the, the image that that it projects to people? Well, I got to tell you what's what's kind of amazing about Los Angeles and and why I personally love living here. Um, you really don't see people without masks. That that's kind of the amazing thing. It it is a bit of a ghost town. Um, I will tell you in March through May of last year of this of this year. God, it feels like last year. March right. through May. Um, uh, the streets were empty. I mean, just truly empty. Um, and, wow. you know, one of the things that I do uh, a lot, because when I'm writing, especially, I, I like to clear my head and I walk. And I, I walk about like six to 10 miles a day. And Jesus. yeah, yeah. And the thing that's amazing is my town, um, half of it is, is, you know, residential. And the other half is industrial, but industrial in the way of like, you know, we have Popcornopolis down the street. Um, we've got lots right. of like, art artist warehouses and makeup studios and things like that. And dude, they were just ghost towns. Like no one was there. So I would walk, you know, 10 miles, just walking through town, snaking my way through all these places down to the beach and whatnot. And there was just nobody. How many, uh, how bad did that hit the economy out there as far as small businesses closed up and so forth? I mean, there, there are definitely some, some closures without a doubt. And I know things right. like, like I know Melrose Avenue in LA is a ghost town. Like I know, like every store is boarded up and, and they're not boarded up because of riots or something. There, there have been no riots. Um, right. You know, there, right. Was, well, there, was, good. there was one afternoon right at the beginning of, you know, the, the George Floyd protests where there were some disturbances in Santa Monica and, you know, that was one opportunist and two, you know, sort of right-wing lunatics who were placing bricks <laughs> on street corners. So people would ca start causing riots. Um, sure. But I got to tell you, it's been, um, you know, I have a lot of friends that own restaurants and <laughs> while they are holding on by the skin of their teeth, they are holding on. Mm -hmm. Um, no, that's good. Yeah, uh, I will tell you. I mean, we're we're all restaurants shut down again tomorrow night. Um, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, by the way, it is also right at Thanksgiving, so it's you know, I, it's not it's not a great day for 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 restaurants. So, uh, and True. I know they're <clears throat> I know they're trying to appeal that decision, but 
you know, again, I got to tell you, like, I've been out to dinner a couple of times at local restaurants. Um, Gene Simmons has his place right down the street from us, Rock and Brew, the, the, the first flagship store of Rock and Brew. And I've been there a couple of times right. to have dinner. And I tell you, they do an amazing job of, like, keeping everything clean and keeping everybody safe and keeping you socially distanced. The only time you have mm-hmm. your mask off is when you are actually eating. The rest of the time, people have their masks on. Everybody's been really respectful. And I got to say, in my little town, there's almost no cases. We've had a few, but almost nothing. So, well, you know, if people follow the rules, if people would just follow the rules, that's that, that's it. Like, and again, how that got political is so beyond me. It's so nuts because yeah. a virus doesn't care who you vote for. It just doesn't care. <laughs> it's such a dumb, it's such a dumb hill to die on. And this idea right. that it's a hoax... Oh, just stop it. I mean, just stop. Just stop it. it, it it's silly. Right. And again, I'm not, I'm not advocating for one side or the other, even though I am firmly on one side. It's, sure. it's just have a brain in your head and, you know, and think about others. That's all. Just think about others. You know? Yeah. You know, I, uh, I, I was an essential worker. Yeah. Uh, still, yep. excuse me, yep. uh, throughout, throughout this entire mm-hmm. thing. And, you know, it, from day one, it was okay. There, there, there's definitely less people on the road, yep. but not nearly what I would have expected. Now, where are you? Where are you located? I'm on the East Coast. I'm in, I'm in, uh, I'm in Maryland. Okay, sure, sure, um, sure. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm about uh, thirty minutes from. Uh, I'm on the, I'm on the Eastern Shore, right across, the, right across the pond from Annapolis. Got it. I know exactly where you are. So, so things got a little bit. Like I said, you know, it became not nearly the ghost town that you have projected right. that I was expecting. Right. And, you know, things were different, obviously, sure. you know, everyone's wearing a mask. Which is I, great. I get that Which in is great. stores and so Good. forth, you know, but as far as the people that are out in parks and socializing mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I'm, I'm driving past schools and I'm seeing little kids, daycare center yeah. all the kids are playing together no, wrestling no, that's and that's where like, the problem that's, where, it is. that's where the problem stop. starts and look dude we, right. we ain't seen nothing yet i mean i'm telling you thanksgiving it's going to be like a plague hit this country oh i'll tell you what people are are up in arms because our governor i believe it was yesterday made a big announcement you know how they have tripled up on on police staff that are going to be severely enforcing mm-hmm. You know the rules and so mm-hmm. forth, and you know uh, social gatherings, and will be heavily fined and so forth. And people are getting pissed about this. And I'm thinking, you know what? It was the weekend after St. Patrick's Day when all this yeah. happened. If we had followed the rules then, just like every foreign country yeah. did, and is back to life as yep. normal. So I have friends we. in Australia and New Zealand. They do not. Ha- they do not even think about this anymore. It's over. They're they're in stadiums of fifty thousand people, and they're fine. They're just fine. Sure, as good yep. as we yep. could be. We right. we were given no direction. We were given this. We we were given this this really disgusting, uh, veiled, politically stupid thing of we'll leave it up <laughs> to the states. Okay. That's a disaster. Right. That's 50 different opinions that yep. are going to happen, which means everybody's going to get, right. here's the problem. And by the way, I, I feel for every person who says to me, because I've, I've heard this argument a lot and I get it. For every person who said to me, wow, man, um, <clears throat> you know, um, 
it's uh, it, it's that we get different for information all the time. We're always getting new information. Now, when it comes to you know Fauci saying you didn't need a mask in in the beginning of March, and then he see, said you needed a mask. He said you needed a mask at the end of March. So here's the thing: right. it's it's a virus that they don't understand, and then you slowly do understand it. Okay, so those rules are going to change. But here's the problem: I understand that they keep getting a different message from everywhere they turn about the disease itself. Yeah. That's the mistake. Right. That's the horrible yep. mistake. And that's why, look, we are the worst in the world. That's it. We're number one. Oh. Uh, we are yeah. number one in being schmucks about this virus. And we are all spoiled and yes. pampered and yep. we're all self-righteous. Yep. 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 And honestly, I, I don't have one friend who's gotten it because my friends are all in their in their homes, in their houses, in their apartments. Right. And you know what? We talk over Zoom. Every once in a while, we will do a socially distanced gathering outdoors where we stay six feet apart mm -hmm. and we keep our masks on. And we get to see each other. We do virtual hugs. We try everything we can sure. to stay connected. Dude, I teach right. I teach two nights a week. I teach acting and, and directing. And my classes right. are jam-packed. I've got 25 people on each night. I do two nights a week. Those oh. two classes are packed with people working their butts off, doing the same thing that I do when I'm in person. They're killing it. They're mm -hmm. booking a ton of stuff right now. They're all booking jobs because they stay oh. connected and kept a tribe together where everybody could keep learning and everybody could keep getting better at their at their craft. And and again, right. we're not in the same room, but you figure it out. You right. make it work. You change you change your right. situation to fit the dynamic of what's happening right now. So you know, and that and that's just it. You know, so many people are to the point, well, you know, this might very well be the way life oh, is from now on. Well, you know, it's, you know, everybody works right. from home. Kids are working, sure, kids are doing sure, school sure. from home. We don't nope, have we don't. to be. We no, don't have to be. And we can turn it around. Um, and look, I, I think, yeah, I think come January, we will turn it around. Um, but I, I got to tell you, dude, we, we, we got a long, we got a long couple months coming. And these hospitals yes, are already overrun in the middle of the country. They are, they're shipping people out to LA oh, and man. to Seattle. Uh, my brother lives right. in Seattle. My brother Kip, who was one of the leads of Jason Goes mm -hmm. to Hell, uh, Kip now runs the streaming platform for Amazon from Seattle. He's the he's the man. Wow. Yeah, he's, no, Kip's amazing. Um, and oh, God, I'm telling you, he's I got to get right? out. He's letting list. me know about what's going on in Seattle, <laughs> where they're shipping people in from the middle mm -hmm. of the country to Seattle because they have no more hospital beds. Um. Dude, Jesus pretty soon, Christ. if we keep getting shipments of people who are in desperate need of health care, that's all she wrote. And it's going to be a long line of people sitting at home dying from this Democratic hoax. It, it, come on, right. guys. Like, just come on. It's It, it reminds me of Jaws. I want to You know, when Richard Dreyfus says, <laughs> this man's not going to recognize the problem until it swims up and bites him in the ass. Bites this is ass, literally right? what's happening. It, it, yeah. We are living in a country full of the mayor from Jaws. Well, you know, I, I was in 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 anticipation yeah. of speaking yeah. with you tonight. 
um, I was thinking, you know, I was kind of doing a, a little small mental retrospect mm -hmm. in my head of 2020 from start to finish. You know, every small thing that has peaked sure. and then disappeared and sure. peaked and disappeared, all, all the events. And I'm just like, my God, I was like, you know, Adam, you need to do a, just a, as, as a jokingly <laughs> um, suggestion for someone, let's just say, to make the film oh, 2020. Jesus. <laughs> you know, I mean, just out of nothing but social media video clips alone. Yeah. No, it's a I mean, horror it would movie, be, It is it would, definitely it would, a horror show. No oh, my God. It. No two ways about it. The, the tears, the, the tears, the anger. I, I mean, it, I don't even know. It, it kind of gives me goosebumps just thinking about the last year, and it's not even well, over I'll tell yet. You, I, have a buddy, I have a buddy who is a very much a centrist. You know, he's, he's very much in the middle. Um, and he's a very pragmatic, smart mm -hmm. guy. And he and I, when this first started and people were staying at home and people were doing what they needed to do, he and I, we, we, we were talking and I said, I said, you know, man, this feels like it might be a turning point. Like this feels like it might be that moment where everybody actually kind of lives the values that they all aspire to live, where people were staying at home. They were taking care of the elderly. They, they, they were doing this selfless thing by just sitting at home and watching Netflix, right. which I tell you, like we talk yep. about like what people during World War II had to put up with in going to factories and working for free <laughs> to make munitions, to save the country, to save the world. All we had to do was sit at home and watch television, but we were impressed that everybody was actually <laughs> doing that for a couple weeks. Yeah. And then the right. nonsense started. The the spoiled nonsense. And and I I got yeah, man, Kevin we could have we could have truly yeah. this could have been look, dude, you know, when 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 this nightmare went down with this poor this poor George Floyd, man, and I sat there going, How can anyone, how can anyone justify this, man? In the middle of what we're going through, how can you justify right. This aren't can't we, for the love of God, just get to a point where everybody's freaking equal? Can't we just go there? Let's just go there, and we can't. Yeah, and that and that's the point. That's the problem. Is unfortunately we can't go there because you will right. offend somebody. Well, but okay, but right. uh, but honestly, if someone is offended by saying everybody should be equal, eh, go fuck yourself. How's that? I couldn't care. I agree I couldn't 200%, less you're brother. If I'm you're right. offended by me not being a racist, go fuck yourself. You're somebody I don't need in my sphere. Yep. I don't need you on my planet. I'm good without you, man. And by the way, you can go live on your planet. Cool. Cool. You do that. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, no, this idea I, that, I can... dude, we still don't yeah. have an equal rights amendment concerning women. Women on paper in nope. the United States are still not equal to men what are we doing come on right. what are we doing right what is yeah. that yeah no i agree with you I, I i i sincerely do there are so many inequalities amongst yes. gender and yes. race and you know i mean i don't know and by the way look I, by the way just yeah, so that, just so that, just so that nobody thinks sure. I think it's a you know an easy issue in any direction. I also don't believe in affirmative action. I don't believe in hiring people based on what they are to fill a quota. I don't believe in any of that shit. I believe in the best person for the job. Right. I don't care what color you are, gender you are, 
care who you sleep with, who you marry. I don't care what, what drugs you take on the weekends. I don't care. If you do the best job at that job, you should get the job. That's it. That's it. Well, shit, un- unfortunately, nowadays, they actually want your passwords to be able to log into your social media yeah. in an interview just so they can see exactly the kind of right. person right. they are hiring. Again, doesn't matter about qualifications. Right. It's who Dude, you are look, nowadays. I am, I am all against, I'm against cancel culture. I think cancel culture is nuts. Um, but I have to tell you something. I am so for the right to speak, the right to say what you want to say. And I'll tell you why I'm, I'm totally for that. I want to know who you are. Say, tell me who you are on social media. I'm cool with that. Tell me exactly who you are. Because it lets sure. me know who to avoid. It really does. I go, great. Yeah. You believe in this. We're cool. I'm glad you're, you're happy with your belief system. That's awesome. I want nothing to mm-hmm. do with you. And, and right. again, I don't want people going underground again. That's, that's the danger of what liberals want all the yeah. time. And again, being a liberal, I'm the first one to criticize my own group. I'm the first one to... You know, the, 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 the devil gets their due every time. I don't care what side you're on, but. Yeah, but I can appreciate that because you, I mean, you're, you're, you are, you can openly yeah. admit to oh, downfalls or issues or problems you with, inside your own you party. You betcha I can. You betcha Thank I can. You. Thank and, you. And I'm telling you, Thank I you. think how we got in the trouble we're in today, I think what's happening in the world today in large part is due to mm-hmm. a, a politically correct culture. I really do. Again, yeah. I am all for people calling out when they see something that they think is wrong. That's fine. That's part of free speech. That's the other mm-hmm. side of free speech. You're allowed to say what you want to say, and someone's right. allowed to say that they don't like what you're saying. That's fine. But it's this right. idea right. of, and now you're banished to the, you know, to the ice flow. Bye. No. You do you. I just don't want to be around you. I'm good. I'm going to be over here with people who are not hateful. I'm, I'm I, again, mm-hmm. anyone who hates somebody for who they simply are standing in front of you before they even open their mouth. I'm much more concerned with the ideas in your head rather than the package it's wrapped in. I couldn't care less about the package it's wrapped in. You know, it's, 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 are you yeah. a good person? And look, dude, you know, so many of these folks, you know, they, they quote things like the Bible and whatnot. And, and, and I go, man, if we all, if we all live by the tenets of what Jesus says in the, in the new Testament, man, we'd be great. We'd be doing great. But remember, this is the guy who says, don't cast the first stone. This is the guy, right. this is the guy who says, turn the other cheek. This is, he was all love, man. Right. And so for me, I just say, okay, cool. Can we all just be cool with each other? Can we all just be good to each other? Let's just do that. Let's try that for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because unfortunately, you know, America, the melting pot, has kind yeah. of uh, kind of yeah. boiled over. Dude, I've heard I've heard the N word more in the last seven months than I've heard it in my entire life. Oh my god, yes. And yep. man, no. No, it's not okay. And by the way, that's not the First Amendment. That's not the First Amendment. That I look at and right. I go, that's hate speech. And that's the one thing we're not supposed yeah. to do. That's no, the agreed. one thing that isn't protected by the First Amendment. Your hate speech is not is not protected. You know? So. Right. 
<laughs> well, good. I'm glad now that we've solved the world's problems. This is fantastic. This is awesome. <laughs> Dude, well, and that's our I'm, show tonight. So, the um... interview I've had, I think, in my entire career. Like, we launched into social issues and, like, stayed there for a while. What a cool place to park for a few minutes. Well, hey, yeah. I, I appreciate that, man. And I, I, have, I have loved hearing you be able to openly, and I thank you for that, openly vent and tell me your, tell me your position. I, I mean that, truly. So many people... Nah. hide behind yeah, social yeah. media or don't you know uh, either aren't honest or don't yep. even know where they stand or they're just so one I've never I've never been a keyboard warrior uh and I sh and I sure as shit has never been a joiner <laughs> um I'm I'm I, right. I I I say what I say what I think look by the way if you freaking hate me for that cool cool that's okay like I got it that's all right um, but again, right. I'm not a black and white guy and I, and I don't, and I don't think everything my side does is perfect and even, and, 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 and angelical. And that's bullshit. Um, I, I look at all of it right. and I say, look, there's wrong and there's right. You know, there's wrong and there's right. And the truth is every human being in this country should have a right to an education. Everybody in this country should have right to Medicare, to being, to being cared for. I'm not saying Medicare for all its own. I'm saying I'm saying that they should have medical care. Sure. I think that I think the idea yeah. that you know that 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 hospitals and prisons that those places should never be a place where anyone makes a dollar of profit. There should be no profit in any of that. Oh, I don't think agreed. there should be profit in education, quite frankly. Right. And I'm a teacher. Yeah. I don't think we pay our teachers enough money. But I think our colleges are oh, are well, no. raping the future of young people. Um, and I went to NYU, oh, yeah. man. I, I had a magnificent yeah. education. I love the education I had. But I will tell you something. Even the education I had at NYU pales in comparison to the public education I had in Connecticut. And that was a public school. Well, I, I, I tell you, the, 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 I, I got a house full. You know, be, be, my wife and I, between us, we have Wow, kids. wow, bravo. Um, Man, that is yeah. Holy, you almost have yeah, a baseball well, team, dude. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> more like the Manson family, actually. But, <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Texas Chainsaw plus a couple. Go ahead. Um, the, the, yeah, I love it. I love it. Exactly. Exactly. You know the uh, yeah. I mean, the education that the kids are being taught now is you know, I'm not. I'm not that old. The kids. Half of my kids are going to the high yeah. schools that I went sure, to, sure. And it's 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 uncanny what they are learning yeah. versus what they yeah. aren't learning yep. nowadays. You know, so I just I don't know. It's it's kind of crazy, but you know, you um you you actually oh, mentioned sure. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and, and um, I'm I'm that was so a, smooth, a, a dude. Smooth oh my goodness, segue here. like peanut butter. I you did. Like that, that was so good, baby. Like the that? chunky pack. That. <laughs> <laughs> so, boys and girls, I'm actually, you know, now that CNN is over, Adam and I are actually going to talk for the awesome. one thing that you guys are all here to listen to, and yeah. that is the love of Hell yeah. horror. Damn skippy. Yeah. Now, for those of you that have been hiding underneath a rock, um, our friend here, Mr. Marcus, is writer, director, and actor. 
1993, Jason's go, Jason goes no to worries. hell. Excuse me, got a little bit tongue-tied there. Um, now, you mm-hmm. directed mm-hmm. and did the storyline, as well as yeah. did have a small yeah. small part in the yeah. film as well. How was that for you working in front uh, of and behind the camera? It was great, only because my, my background was theater back east in New York and Connecticut, and um, I had... By the time I did Jason Goes to Hell, I'd done over 80 productions, most of which in my own company, and um, which was part of the reason I was able to pay my way through <laughs> an expensive education like NYU. Uh, yeah. Um, so I, you know, so I, 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 I made my way through that. Um, but a lot of the productions that I did, I was, you know, I, would, I was directing, choreographing, and producing shows, and many times I was in the show. Um, and so I had gotten used to sort of directing myself and always having people who I trusted on my set to be able to give me notes, to give me feedback so that I, so that I could, could, so that way I could know what I was doing on camera. Um, I, I chose to do a small enough role in Jason Goes to Hell and kind of a fun, funny role, um, where I did do my own stunts in the movie and I, I ended up doing a lot of stunts in the movie. Um, yeah, I got thrown over yeah. a counter, uh, five times because Bill Dill, my cinematographer kept missing the end of the shot where I went over the counter. And I think he thought it was hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he was, it was time to of punish course. Adam. Uh, I got, I got punched out by <laughs> Stephen Williams when I'm running through the jail cells. Um, you know, I, 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 I chose something where I would get to do some new stuff that I'd never done before and where I knew I could play something fun that would have some little impact on the story. So, uh, plus Mark and Brian, right. the radio DJs were going to be in that sequence with me. And that was fun because we'd all become friendly over the time that we were doing the effects on the movie and all that. So it really just became this opportunity to just okay. have a, a, a good time on camera and that trans I think it translated. I think we're, we're all having a good time doing that. Um, but it was, yeah, I, I loved it, man. Look, I loved everything about shooting Jason goes to hell. Like that, that experience was like summer camp. Um, it was me doing the thing that I, mm-hmm. that I love and that I, that I feel I was born to do. Um, and you also have to remember, you know, I, I had Jason goes to hell is the only Friday 13th, the only one that had a rigorous, rehearsal schedule before we made the film. So I rehearsed the actors for over a month before we mm. actually shot one frame of footage. So yeah, we had tre- I treated it like nice. we were going to do a show. Also, part of the reasoning behind that was I right. knew, you know, I only had 35 days to shoot the movie. I had two extra shooting days afterwards when we added footage. So 37 days to shoot a movie where there was a makeup effect and a stunt, at least one of each on every single day of the shoot. That's that's massive. I mean, most most shows, right. you you spend half a day on a stunt. I was lucky if I had half an hour for a stunt. Mm-hmm. And the good news is I had Kane Hodder and an amazing <laughs> cast. So Kane was so good at putting my stunts together, at, at coordinating everything. And Bob Kurtzman is sh- such a genius. Him and Howard mm-hmm. Berger were really my point guys. Greg Nicotero was there a lot. But those two dudes, they were my point men on that movie. And they really... Every effect had been so well worked out, again, because I spent so much time with K&B Boys. I mean, we pre-produced that movie for a year before we shot anything. Um, 
that we knew everything yeah. before before wow. we hit that set because I know I'm not going to have a lot of time and I got to get it done. So, yeah. No, 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 no. Please, so me, please. Me, I, that, 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 I'm sorry. That, no, go ahead. Go ahead. That wraps up that one. Go ahead. <laughs> well, so my, my question was, I mean, taking on something like yeah. the franchise of Friday 13th, you got to wake up in the morning and really yep. make sure you've got big balls to do that. You know, that's a huge jump to just say, hey, you know what? No. I'm going to yeah, make here, a Jason thing. Voorhees Look, uh, One thing is that, you know, I was making a Jason Voorhees movie with the guy who created Jason Voorhees, with the guy who created the franchise with Sean. So I had Sean Cunningham, you know, there. True. Sean was really the guy who kind of gave me my marching orders on the movie. And then he let me go and, and let me do my thing, which was amazing. But, you know, look, I was ter- gotcha. when he told me to get rid of the hockey mask, that was terrifying to me. That was terrifying um, because I was because I'm a right. huge I was a huge right. Friday fan. So I'm like, um, what am I doing? Like, sure. why would I do that? Um, <clears throat> so, you know, so, so <laughs> given that direction, you kind of cling to that and go, OK, this guy knows what he's talking. When he said ignore part eight, because we all want to ignore part eight. I was like, okay, so I'm going from part seven. He's like, right, mm-hmm. part seven. I was like, okay, cool. So I always had this sense that there was someone looking after me to some degree when I went to go do this movie. And look, the other part of it, it was funny. I was just talking to my mentor from NYU just a few days ago, truly on the phone on, on, on uh, Saturday, and uh, who I'm still very close with, who's an amazing, who was an amazing producer in his own right. He made that movie Grandview USA with Jamie Lee Curtis. And yeah, um, sure. he's great. A guy named Peter okay. Ray, really, really remarkable man. And he said to me, he said, oh, you know, I, I was looking through some old stuff and I found the bio you wrote for me uh, when you first, you know, when you were first in my class at NYU. And I said, oh, great. Yeah. He says, yeah, I mean you were really so humble and soft-spoken back then. I'm like, oh, fuck you, dude. Um, he's like, yeah, I think it just said here you were going to take over the world of entertainment. So I was like, oh, Jesus. Um, so, you know, look, I, I, I went to the most we pretentious school on planet Earth. It was an incredible education, but NYU is the epicenter of pretension. Um, and I walked out of NYU. I had one sure. best picture there. I'd gotten a couple of great job offers. And dude, I mean, I wasn't in LA a year before I had set up my first project at Disney. So when I did Jason Goes to Hell, remember I had been working in the film industry since I was 11 and doing theater from the time about the same Mm -hmm. time. So I, I had already been working in the business for over a decade before I got that job. So everybody goes, you know, youngest director ever hired by a major studio. Yeah, I was, yes, yes. I was 22 when they hired me. I was 23 when I wrote and directed the movie. Yes. But I had already been in the business for half my life. Thank you. Man. Thank so you. Impressive. That's very, that's Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that is that is awesome. So yeah, I, really I you is. know everybody always kind of goes like he came from nowhere. It's like well, that's true and not true at the same time. You know, um, and look, you know, when you win Best Picture right. at NYU, right. that that does mean something. That is that is a good jumping point to go on to other things. It you know you're up against you're up <laughs> against a few hundred movies when that happens. Sure. So you know, uh, 
But again, look, right. I was very lucky. Right. I was blessed that Sean believed in me and that, and that look, you know, if I had come to LA with no projects in my hand and hadn't set something up for Sean at Disney, that wouldn't have happened. There's no way he would have let me direct that movie. Um, it's because right. I walked into LA with a game plan yeah. and, you know, with it, with an eye to conquer Hollywood, you know, all that stuff. Um, and I was, and look, dude, I slept in my car. <laughs> I, I did what I had to do. I mean, I just did everything I had to yeah. do. True. Wow. And here, and now here you are. Yep. Some, some many years later, and now you are actually working yep. on yep. kind of following through, yep. so to speak. Yeah, put your hands back in, yeah. Jason. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Hearts of Darkness thing Darkness. was crazy only because it was really not the expected path. Because I I've been asked for a long time to make a documentary about about the movie. Um, because there's a lot of controversy around it. There's a lot of people who love it and a lot of people who freaking hate it. Um, and by the way, it's why we're still talking about it 27 years later. Um, that's why, because there's just you know, exactly. you, you don't hear that many people talking yep. about part four and part four is a fantastic film. Guess what? M almost the entire <laughs> fandom goes, oh, that's really good. That's the end of that discussion. What, else, what are you going to talk about? So that's final chapter, right? That's the four. first time. It was and that was what? The final chapter. Is that correct? You know, and yeah. uh, we get to the final Friday yeah, and suddenly, right. you know, oh, my God, there's going to be fistfights. And I've truly seen fistfights break out over the movie. Um, which is silly. Nobody should have this fight. Uh, <laughs> ooh, passion. you got to love horror fans, man. They, they are, are so passionate. so. Yes. Uh, yeah. And look, yes. here's the thing. Very passionate. Um, I I yes. am totally cool with people hating the movie. I I get it. I get when people don't don't dig it, and it's not their their cup of tea. Um, the the argument about not enough hockey mask the it is it pisses me off because if you count up the minutes that you actually see Jason with a hockey mask in our movie we we have more time on screen than almost any of the other Fridays so that's a little frustrating but but right um look sure somebody but. not digging in that's great <laughs> what I don't like is the there 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 are because because the fans are so passionate there are personal attacks that come. That I just got, I mean, dude, the number of times I've been wished to right. get ass cancer. And I just go, wow, man, that is so personal. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, there's people who've said my mother should never have had me. I mean, this kind of stuff where I'm like, okay, what did I do to you? Like, I, I, I don't know you. You saw a movie. And by the way, here's my favorite part about the people who do that. They all own four copies of the film. All of them. I'm like, wow, oh, yeah. for a movie you yep. despise yep. and wish me harm, you sure have given me a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. And it's so ironic, too, because when, when mm -hmm. yeah, well, obviously outside of, of COVID again, you know, when, uh, when, when conventions were strong, you would see, you know, us horror fans, we would leave mom's basement yeah. and we would travel X amount of miles to go to yep. a convention with every single copy, just like you're talking about. Every single copy that they could find, rarities, mm -hmm. director's you cut, bet. this, that, this, that. You bet. Get every single one of them signed. Loved yep. it or hated it. It's in and the again, collection. Look, I, and I understand being a yep. completist. I understand all of that. There, Trust me, I have, I have, you know, I have a lot of Leprechaun movies in my library. Um, 
and Lord knows I shouldn't have almost any of them. But but here's the thing, okay? For us completists, that's one thing. It's the people who are who are rabid about this. Um, and that's the part I've never understood. So here's the thing. Right. I've been asked to do a yeah. documentary for a long time. I didn't want to do it. I was like, man, that just feels like I'm, you know, jerking myself off. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Um, well, uh, about a year and a half ago, there were two yeah. guys on Facebook who, as the sweetest birthday present, so sweet for my birthday, they made a Jason Goes to Hell, the final fan page. And I was like, oh, that's really sweet. And I put up a couple things. Right. And before you knew it, it had a couple thousand followers. And I was like, what the? Yeah. Yep. Uh, I yep. remember actually you had and actually sent dude, me an invite to that. I got to tell you, that was the yep. moment when I went, you know what? Um, huh. Maybe we should do this. Like, maybe there is an audience and maybe people really <laughs> do want this movie. So yeah. I said, great. If the fans want to, to help make the movie. I'll do it. So we put up the Indiegogo page. Uh, everybody started right. making these donations. And before you knew it, we had more than our budget, which is amazing and allows, you know, allows us to do more wow. cool stuff and more that, animations and more like is, just more yeah. fun stuff. So we went about, sure. you know, putting right. this movie together. Um, we started shooting immediately after the Indiegogo campaign ended. We started shooting. And in January and February of, la- of this year, uh, we shot 29 of our interviews. Like, bam, 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 bam. And we have 75 hours of footage. Like, we're, just, we're killing, mm. right? We have all the... And great people wow. came back to talk. And right. then COVID. <laughs> and I've got, you know, I've got seven more interviews yeah, to do. Well. Um, we're, we're still stuck. We can't go anywhere. Mm. Um and, you know, I, I, what I won't do, I'm not going to do Zoom, Zoom interviews. I'm just not going to do it. Um, I'm not going to take this incredibly professional piece of, of right. material um, and do that. So, look, you know, I hired a terrific director in Edwin Samuelson, who's a, 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 a documentarian from New York, from Brooklyn. Um, and then I got Peter Brackey who mm-hmm. wrote Crystal Lake Memories, who wrote, who, you know, who is the Library of Alexandria of the Friday the 13th franchise. I mean, if Peter burns down, we will lose all knowledge of Friday the 13th. And, um, and this guy came on <laughs> and said he would, right. you know, he's the historian for the film and he's doing all of the interviews. And I'm telling you, like, it's, it's beautiful footage. It's brilliantly handled. These guys have done an incredible job so far. I just brought on an editor for the film who's a guy who's one of my best friends since we were 13. And this guy, a guy named Eric Beatner, who he cut every single episode of Fear Factor. He cut The Amazing Race for over a decade. Um, he, yeah, he's amazing. This guy is amazing. Wow. And uh, we've always wanted to work together. And it was suddenly like, you know what, wow. dude, you want to do this? And he's like, hell yeah, I want to do it. I was like, okay, done deal. Done deal. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so it's really been... Um, been kind of a remarkable journey um and again i gotta tell you like sitting down with julie michaels and kane hotter and stephen williams and mark ordesky and rusty schwimmer i mean dude these are beautiful amazing artists who who worked their guts out for me and i gotta tell you like you know you're asking somebody from 28 years ago that's when we shot the film 
come back and talk about this movie. What's incredible is how vivid right. everybody's memory is of it. How the minute I would walk into their home, they would come with a hug and like, oh my God, I've missed you so much. Even people I haven't seen since we shot. Where it was like a family reunion, man. And it, like no time oh, that's had great. passed. That's, that's an amazing thing. That's an amazing thing. No. Yeah. 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 No, that, that's awesome. That is awesome. I'm glad to hear that. I really am. I know, uh, I know speaking on, on behalf of uh, myself and everyone in your, uh, not your, but in, in that Facebook group, we are all definitely, mm-hmm. and I know, I know Jason freaks and fans right. and I know yeah. something like this yeah. surfaces it's going to go like hotcakes. It really We're doing a full Blu-ray. We're doing a full Blu-ray on it. We're, you know, we're it, not just going to scream it, the know? thing. We're not just going to go to, you know, shutter. We're not just going to run out and do it that way. And I got to tell you, there are some huge festivals. I can't say yet because I can't announce, right. but there are some huge festivals that want this movie to premiere at their festivals. Right. So, and they haven't even seen the movie yet. So that's amazing. Oh, nice. Do you think do you think this is something that once you yep. know once normality surfaces again and conventions are I'm absolutely gonna turn on it and, and I will tell you, you one thing that I'm definitely doing on? um you know uh there there are a number of festivals, a number of conventions, excuse me, that I was supposed to be at last year or this year, excuse me. Um and uh you know hopefully <laughs> mm-hmm. we will be back in business with some of those because I want some footage in the dock of uh, a convention experience and meeting the fans and hanging out with people. And I, I want people to get that. Yeah. I want, I want that part of, of, of Friday the 13th to show up. I want the fans on camera. That's incredibly important to me that the fans get a chance to have their say, by the way, I have people talking sure. to the movie who hate the movie. Again, it's, it's all sides. It's right. all and sides. And I think that's great. Um, I mean, the, preponderance, the preponderance of, of the movie is really going to be about yep. the people who, um, who made the film. And we're, we're going to talk about the actual movie itself. But, you know, I'm doing a whole section of the movie about fan art and about how the movie has inspired sure. a, a whole generation of artists to, like, make their own stuff. And, I mean, dude, truly, um, from the guys at oh, tape, yeah. uh, Tapes from the Crypt, I just got their Jason Goes to Hell hot sauce, the Hellfire mm-hmm. sauce. I mean, like, it's it, it's amazing to me. Oh yeah, the creativity yep. that people put out there regarding this stuff. That's that's you know, that's an amazing thing. And yeah. uh, yes, yes, yeah, yep. it, it's got its own market. Yep, just Jay. Yeah, that we, mass we had alone. One of, the, one, of the, one of the perks we had for donations on on the yeah, Indiegogo campaign were the um, the Chrome Hawks. And uh, James Power did ours. And dude, I mean, they went mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like in one day, they were gone. And they were an expensive item. They were, you know, you had to make a big donation to get that thing. And you got that thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, we're, uh, brother, I'm telling yeah. you, it's been, um, it's been pretty remarkable. <laughs> I remember watching, uh, yeah, I remember watching some of your, uh, some of your videos that you were posting and uh, some of the perks yeah. and things people were buying and you were announcing yeah. and awarding to them. And I'm just like, oh my God, that is just such cool shit. Totally. And, uh, unfortunately, totally. 
dude with the setbacks financially of covid you know i yeah. know a lot of yeah. people myself included would have loved to have jumped on to something it's like beautiful that, man it's I'm been beautiful and, and you know the, the number the of people who got just the, like really the street am. team who were promoting the indiegogo campaign to get us where we needed to go it was it was staggering it was staggering so yeah yeah and by the way by the way it went so well that indiegogo put us into well, the on demand we're still there we're still up and running and we're still you know taking donations and 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 sending out cool shit to this day because, quite frankly, the more money we get, the more I can put into the movie, the more I can do. So, you know, I'm like, yeah, guys, <laughs> let's go for it. Sure. Well, you know, uh, you know, m- myself you, um, and uh, the Witching Hour you. always. You guys have been amazing always. Help you push and endorse whatever we can. Um, mm-hmm. But in. Well, yeah, thank please. you. Um, in yeah. closing. One tis last season, thing my brother. I want to talk to you about because it, it is the season. I I have <laughs> probably scared <laughs> Mr. Adam Adam Marcus here with, with every single thing that gets published that he shares, <laughs> a review, an ad, a picture, <laughs> a memory, a bad dream that he had, anything <laughs> has to do with the film Secret Santa. Every Thanks, single dude. time, I have the same comment: love, love, love. Thank I you, well, you, you you've been one of our true champions. You really have. Santa. You really have. It's I it's cannot. amazing. I mean, they, you you are in a very short list of people <laughs> who have gone above and beyond to 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 try to get people to see the film. Um, and look, it's you know it's a crowded marketplace, um, and it's tough for tiny movies. I mean, Secret Santa is a tiny movie. Um, it doesn't. What? Go ahead. No, please. And it is... No, there's just... Mm -hmm. I I guess it was about a month ago, perhaps, maybe a little bit more. I I did a small pod review. Uh, I don't know if you had heard it or not. And I felt like such an idiot. And actually, one of your actresses, Mm -hmm. who Mm -hmm. I thank you because sent your film, she and I became friends online. uh, The lovely and talented Michelle Allaire. You know, and with that, I told her afterwards, I said, here, listen to it if you want. I felt like such a buffoon mm-hmm. because I was like stumbling over my own words. I couldn't say enough about this film. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. I felt like I was sitting at the dinner table, a heated, yeah. awkward family get together from both sides of, you know, uh, it was just it was incredible. <laughs> absolutely incredible. You know, fuck Home Alone, Die Hard. Well, I die, die Hard is still there, but as far as holiday films, holiday horror films, if you guys, yeah. it's on demand. Although it's not on demand near me, which pisses yes. me off. Oh yeah, it is. Oh yeah, I know it is still sure on is. Amazon Prime because I was scrolling yeah. through and I did see it was on there last night, which brought a big smile to my face. If you've been hiding under a rock for the last two years. You have not seen this film, Secret Santa. <laughs> Do yourself a fucking I gotta favor. Tell you, you know, you it's funny. Uh, Michelle, Michelle has been. You've got, um, to. You've got It's to. not just one of my closest friends for the last, God, 17 years. Uh, 18 years. 18 years. She's she's amazing. And, um, and it's funny because, you know, look, I mean, person. thank goodness she and my wife are as close as she and I are. Uh, because, you know, when, when you look like Michelle – 
uh, you know, people are people yeah. are definitely going to be like, oh, she's your friend, Adam. It's like, yeah, no, she's <laughs> truly, truly Michelle is like my sister. And I, I have uh -huh. to tell you, um, I mean, we are we see each other at least three times a week and, and, you know, virtually now because, but she's, she's been a student. She's been a student of mine oh, for 15 great. years, dude. Um, and we were friends sure. before that. She, we were friends before she even thought like, maybe I'll make a career in acting. Wow. Um, and, and I got to tell you the, the whole cast in that movie are, are so exceptional. It's mm -hmm. such a great group of actors. Um, yeah. Yep. Well, and that's because all, all of them are so like well team. together. All, I mean, they, they literally like, fed you know, off of look, each other. Drew Lynch and I had worked together that, for almost 10 years before we shot it. that film. So, you know. Wow. Well, I, I know, I know <laughs> we don't have a whole lot of time left, sadly enough, because I could honestly sit here and talk with you all night. But um, I do want to ask, what was the thought sure. behind? All right, I, I want to do a, a Christmas horror. Here's where it came, where it came from, and it's it's it's. it's not, uh, I'll where do did this come best up? Best Reader's Digest version. This is I can't. My producing partner Brian Sexton, who's the third member of Skeleton Crew, it's Deb, myself, and Brian. <laughs> uh, he called me and said, "Look, we need a horror movie. We need it now. What do you have that we can shoot fast and cheap?" And I didn't have anything that would fit the parameters that he was talking about. So. Mm -hmm. I said, listen, give me a few minutes. I'll call you back. This was October 31st, 2015. I called Pat Destro, the woman who plays Deborah's sister in Secret Santa. Okay. Pat has this house in, in Big Bear, this mansion. And mm -hmm. she had told me anytime I wanted to shoot there, I was, I was, she was happy to have me shoot there. I said, listen, I said, Pat, I got a part for you in this movie, but I need the house. Can I use the house? She says, absolutely. Of course. Yeah. I said, great. Can you can you get all of your neighbors to keep perfect, their Christmas perfect, decorations perfect up past two weeks into January? I just need them through Martin Luther King Day. As long as they can keep them that long, we're good. She said, no problem. I'll go go handle it. And all the neighbors said, you got it. We'll, we'll keep up the decorations. Um, so I knew where it was going to take place. I then called each of perfect. the actors that I wanted to have in the movie. Check to make sure they could take two weeks off from their lives, go to Big Bear and shoot this movie at the beginning of January. They said, yeah, no problem. I got everybody involved. Uh, and then I turned the page. And I wrote up an idea for a movie on October 31st, on Halloween night of 2015. I called Brian at midnight and said, I got a movie. I said, I need about 20 days to write it, but I got it. We wrote the movie in 20 days. Oh, my God. I, I, I'm, I'm, wow. I'm, I'm not going to bullshit you. That, um, after first view of that film, it was probably, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you, of my sure. 49, sure. almost 49 years on this planet, being a, a huge horror Thank fan you, myself, dude. Obviously. Thank you. Oh, that that movie instantly me, dropped man. into my top 10. I'm not, I, I am not kidding. M Michelle went as far as to contact oh, you. Yeah. You guys sent me yeah. out uh, one of the yeah. full staff mini, um, <laughs> mini posters <laughs> autographed by everyone. Oh, it is proudly so good, framed dude. and hanging in my, hanging in my living room right next to my television. 
Thanks, sir. Um, I, I can't say enough about it. Even to the, the cover artwork, it just intrigues. It, it's Thanks, beautifully sir. done, beautifully Thanks, shot. And, um, I, the writing uh, between you and Deb, um, one hell of a writing team, you know, married <laughs> to, working with, and then to direct your own wife. You, sir, are a strong man. Yeah. Wow. Hey, she's strong. She's stronger to actually you tell listen. your wife what to do. That that's you know, the amazing. Hey, part. man, that she still loves me. That we, you know, that we still get along. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. and dude. I, I, look, I'm blessed. I'm I'm very lucky that I that I have the partner I have. She's amazing. So talented, dude. She's and she's so good in that. Yes, movie. you are she's beautiful and talented so woman that good. she is. That that. Oh my god, I. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to obviously sit here and say, you know, you did bad films because you don't. There isn't, I don't Thanks, think bro. there's one thing Thank I can you. critique out of that film that I didn't like or would have changed. Thank you, dude. Thank it, you. To me, oh, man, you, you just made my one Christmas. Of the I, I just got the best movie. present. That's awesome. Look, we're, you know, we, we, look, here's the thing. We tried <laughs> to make a movie that, um, well, it, like my hero, George Romero or David Cronenberg or John Carpenter. We tried to make a movie that wasn't about the horror, that was about mm. something bigger than that. Um, you know, the, the, anyone who thinks that Night of Living Dead is about zombies, you're kind of missing the point. Um, you know, it, it, it's like watching Dawn of the Dead and saying, well, it's weird that they were all in the mall. It's like, right. no, that's the point of the movie. Like, he's saying something about American consumerism, you knucklehead. Um, <laughs> and the thing about, about the movie, much like our opening discussion this evening, Right, was right. I wanted to make a movie that was about this rampant PC culture. I wanted to make a movie every mm -hmm. time I, the, the movie played all over the world in festivals in great, amazing. I mean, we were at Sitches and 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 Fright Fest Glasgow and Fright Fest London. I mean, we were at some of the best, you know, the best in the world. Everywhere I went, I would open my discussion with the audience and look, guys. Nice. Nice. If every person in this audience isn't offended by the end of the movie, I didn't do my job. Like you're, that's the point. The point is for you to be horrified at what we're saying in this right. movie. That's what we're doing. This is a big it, middle finger to all of it. You know, the, the, <laughs> the dialogue you. that you and Deb wrote amongst the characters is just brilliant. And so, so real. It's so relatable. Yeah. It just, yeah. You, that's what I mean when, when yeah. I said it felt like I was sitting at that dinner table. I just love that people, totally that people gasp as with, with much so many of the watching the film it was the things perfect. people say Perfectly than when done. they start trying to kill each other. That's my favorite thing. Like People scream just as much at the dialogue as, a, as getting stabbed. <laughs> and right. that was kind of the point. You know? I wanted to make a movie where the words hurt worse. Right. Sure. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. That's amazing. Well, it was beautifully done. I, I, I commend you. I, I truly do. I really do. <laughs> Adam, I, I want to thank you. I don't want to cut this short. I really don't. There are so many different aspects that we could talk about. I do want to thank, thank you. you. So much. I want to wish you and Deb a very happy and safe holiday season. It, uh, this has been a pure you. pleasure. Truly. Thank you so much for your time this evening. I know how busy you are. Um, my well, love to you, you and your much. brother. Have, All my have love an to the skeleton holidays. crew, and I can't wait to see what you pull out of your hat next. Sounds great, brother. You take. You guys take care. We'll talk soon.
Have a good night, everybody. You guys take care. This has been John with The Witching Hour.